Hey, hey, I'm Cass. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to Seduce. Quick disclaimer, we are not healthcare professionals, but we just talk about life and all our experiences, so come along and enjoy the ride. Let's get juicy. Hey Cass, how are you? Hey Kat, I'm so good. How are you? I'm really good on this beautiful wintry afternoon. I know. Did you sleep well last night? It was a late night for us, wasn't it? It actually was last (laughs) night. Um, No dreams that I can recall. Okay. I think I'm a bit the same. I think it was really heavy last night with my sleep. Deep sleeping? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. absolutely. You know, the other week I was looking at my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've got so many interesting books there. You know me, I love everything to do with the mind. Yeah. Anything to do with psychology, counseling, neuroscience, all that stuff is like exciting to me. A Absolutely. bit nerdy, but very exciting to me. Anyway, I came across a book um, that I've had for ages there. It's one of Sigmund Freud's books. So, Sigmund Freud, he was an Austrian neurologist, right? And he was the founder of psychoanalysis. And he spoke a lot about the interpretation of dreams. And he actually um, created a book back in like, early, I reckon it was like 1900s or whatever it was, yeah. anyway, around that time, he created this book about the interpretation of dreams. Yes. And it's called that, interpretation of dreams. It's literally called that, yes. right? And he spoke a lot about the fact that dreams come from your subconscious. So mm-hmm. it's not about alternate universes or anything like that. He just says the things that you dream about are things that you subconsciously think about throughout the day that mm-hmm. you're not always aware of. And he mentions that Like the basic claim is that a dream is the fulfillment of a wish. Mm -hmm. So something that you wish to fulfill in real life will come into your dreams. And it's not always good. It's not always bad. (laughs) And this reminds me of something. Oh, really? No, go on, go on. (laughs) Well, it reminds me of a dream I had recently. But were you finished? (laughs) No, that's fine. I'll get back to it. Keep going. Okay. No, I had a dream. It wasn't long ago. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Now, I've only ever had two types of two dreams of this type okay it was a proposal dream okay so you know me and you know my dreams they always signify quite a bit like Mm -hmm. some people and I even say it my dreams can be quite prophetic Mm -hmm. and I've had friends say the same thing to me like things will happen in my dreams that then will become my reality they will happen yeah right So I always take note of my dreams, but this one dream in particular a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was proposed to in this Mm -hmm. dream. Now, the last time I had a proposal dream, it was before, you know, in episode four, how we spoke about my ex. It was before this guy came into my life. A couple of weeks before I had this dream that a guy proposed in my dream. Mm -hmm. He was my boyfriend in my dream. Mm -hmm. He was faceless though. He didn't have a face or I didn't recognize him in the dream. Mm -hmm. And me being a jewellery designer, he proposed with this disgusting yellow diamond big rock. And I was content Mm because I write down my dreams and I remember writing down that I was content but not happy. Okay. So he proposed with this rock and I just remember looking down at it going, why would he propose with this? I'm a jewellery designer. Why Why would I be wearing this on my hand? Like this guy doesn't care. Funny enough, after the recent dream I've had Mm -hmm. that I wrote down, I look back on that dream and I go, okay, this might signify the difference in what's to come in my reality. E.g., that last dream, a relationship then came soon after it. Like in real life? Yep, the ex. You then met a guy? Yes. Yep, Yep, exactly. And who was the ex that we spoke about? Episode four. Sure. Came in and the relationship 
wasn't that great. So when you look at the representation of the diamond I was given in this dream, it was brown, it was yucky, it wasn't it wasn't great. Mm, and, then, and then the guy that entered your reality turned out to be not that great. A yucky diamond. <laughs> Oh gosh, I feel so mean. Like in his own right, I'm sure he sparkles. Oh, <laughs> Just not in me. It wasn't the sparkle of my life. So mm-hmm. now we fast forward all these years later. I've had my second proposal dream. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of weeks ago. And so what happened was I was with Move Over Tom Hardy. Oh God. Who did you dream about? Richard Gear. Oh God. <laughs> So Richard Gere, and he's the same age as he probably is now, like 90. (laughs) 70, let's not exaggerate. So he, what happened was he was crying to me in the dream, but I was so in love with him, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are you crying? Because I had just said to him, I don't need a diamond ring. And he goes, you just said you didn't need a diamond ring. And he was crying. And I was like, that's okay. I would still love one. And he pulls out the most beautiful diamond ring, mm. like this two stone with diamonds. I'm going to design this ring, cap. It's going to be in the next collection. Really? Oh, yeah. It 100. was that good. It was that beautiful. But not just that, the feeling within the dream. You know how you can feel certain things in a dream, mm-hmm. how you, you know? It was a beautiful, heartwarming feeling. Like I was very happy. So he pulls out this ring and Richard Gere proposes to me, right? And I'm so happy. I, in reality, so in real time, the next day I went and told the girls at work, I'm like, so this happened. And one of the other girls who's very much into dreams, she looked up the name Richard and then Gear, and they were powerful. They had powerful meanings to them. I believe it was Richard was something like the ruler of power or something. It was something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, and then Gear was the ruler of spears or the power of spears oh. or something something like that. Symbolism. And I like yeah, that. there was symbolism there. And, you know, I haven't actually looked up what the two stones meant, like – if having two diamonds on there means anything. But to me, it was kind of like, okay, well, this is a good omen. I've just had a really positive dream about love, about a ring. It doesn't mean that something's going to come into my life, you know, in a couple of weeks like it did the last time. But I think it's just a positive dream. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, (laughs) definitely. So, yeah, I wake up feeling all fuzzy and warm and I was like, mm, how do I get in touch with Richard? <laughs> Move over, Tom and Hardy. He slid into his DMs. And- <laughs> <laughs> Look, but the weird thing is, I hadn't seen anything about Richard. Like, I hadn't seen any movies. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was what was weird. So that just came out of left field. Out of left field. I hadn't watched Pretty Woman. I hadn't watched anything in a while oh. with Richard Gere in it. I hadn't spoken about him. So the fact that he was in my dream was so bizarre. But yeah. dreams are like that, aren't they? They, they can be, really are. They can really come out of left field. They really are. And you know what else gets me? The fact that you woke up and you were like, I'm going to design that ring. Yes. It was so beautiful in my next collection. Yeah. Because, you know, people say that like, you know, when you have really vivid and detailed dreams, it's because you're a real creative type. Yes. You know, yeah. And that just aligns so well with your work, doesn't it? Being that- a jewellery designer, you're creative essentially. And then you've had this dream. Where it's almost, I mean, like, were you thinking about work before you fell asleep? Was there any, who? do you remember? I don't remember, but oh. who knows? My mind is constantly on on the job. <laughs> Let's I mean, be real. Well, that is true. But yeah, like, uh, it is true that apparently people that are more open-minded or in creative fields that use, is it the right-hand side of the brain that's the creative? Whatever one it is. Mm-hmm. 
that they are more open and susceptible to vivid dreams and dreams with meaning. Like my dreams always do mean a lot. And what's funny is that I'm able to dream something and then wake up and go, okay, that dream had meaning mm. and that dream didn't. I'll know. Oh. Yeah, I'll actually know if that was a just blah, blah dream okay. or if the dream I had, had any takeaways for me to take into my day-to-day life. Yeah, okay. How about you? That's what? really interesting. <laughs> wow, that's really heavy. Well, you know, like if Sigmund Freud was like sitting with us right now in this podcast and he heard that dream, he would just straight out say, you had a dream, a guy proposing to you was a beautiful diamond ring and that's just plain and simple, you just want to get married. <laughs> that's what he would say. He's like, yeah. that's it. On a subconscious level, Aww. you just want to find a, a committed, like a man that's committed, have a relationship, get married, do all that. That's what he would say. He'd say there's no fluff around it. Aww. It's not about anything else or made-up stories. It's just directly that. But what about the mind. start where Richard was crying when I said I didn't want a diamond ring? So what? I don't know. That could no, be Richard's issue, nah, not yours. Man. <laughs> I don't – and then there's a lot of things that we dream about that people don't – we don't wish for to come into our dreams, you know. So I think there's a – I don't think it's about wanting to get married. I think it's a symbol of something else. Oh, okay. I guess that's the interpretation of a dream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What well, it absolutely. means to you. I think I, I got to be honest. I think Sigmund would have more for me, Kat. Come on, like No, he know? seriously wouldn't. <laughs> Or you know what, he'd probably go back and be like, oh, it's an issue with your mum or it's an issue with your dad. That's that's the way he operated. (laughs) Your friendships. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Well, when you think about it, two stones on the ring, two people in the dream. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. You know, that leads me down another path, right? Have you ever experienced lucid dreaming? Yes. All the time. All the time. So for those that don't know, lucid dreaming is when the dreamer – is asleep and aware that they are dreaming. Mm-hmm. So essentially, imagine I go to sleep tonight and then in my dream, say I'm running away from something, mm-hmm. there's then that other part of me that goes in the dream that says, no, no, you're dreaming. Oh. So, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I've had plenty of nightmares where I've stopped a certain situation by saying, Cassandra, you're dreaming. Hold on. And so, being aware of it. Okay, so within the dream... So how would that really work then? So in your dream, are you a third person watching yourself or are you you in your dream? I In my dreams, I'm me. You're you. But I'm aware. Oh. So it's aware an awareness in the dream. But people that are really good at lucid dreaming can then change the course of their dream. So, right. yes. So essentially you can stop. So say I was running down the street and I'm like, oh, I really want to – get to Italy right now and you Mm -hmm. go, Cassandra, you're dreaming. You can do whatever you want. Okay, well then let's fly. I can then in the dream pick myself up and fly towards Italy. P.S. This hasn't, I haven't gone that far in lucid dreaming. To me it's more stopping certain situations going or if I'm really scared in a nightmare state, I will then say or think you're dreaming. So at that point do you wake up? No. No, I'm still asleep. But the direction does change in the dream. Cassandra, wow. you're dreaming. Calm your heart rate. Because you know how our heart rates can obviously still increase in dreams. And yes. So it's about taking a turn or going somewhere else. And sometimes it's jumping to another dream. So yeah, right. jumping out of that scary situation and then I'm into another dream because I've realised I'm dreaming. That dream kind of stops. Yeah, right. Yeah, you lucid know, dreaming is really, really interesting. Okay, so I don't really know if it's lucid dreaming as such, but my experience is a little bit different to that 
But this happens to me often. I'll be dreaming something and then <laughs> it's really strange, but I'm, mm. I'm not myself. I'm watching myself and another person have a conversation or whatever the moment is. I know I'm asleep, okay, mm. but in real life <laughs> yeah. I tap Luke in bed mm-hmm. and I'm like eyes closed, I'm playing this dream in my head and I tap Luke and I'm like, babe, I'm having this dream. It's freaking crazy. And I start to narrate and recite the dream to him in real life as I'm dreaming it. So like sleep talking. But it's not. It's like I'm dreaming and being consciously aware that I'm having a conversation with Luke at the same time. And he'll ask me questions. He'll be like, who's in your dream? And I'm like, oh, so-and-so's there. This person's there. What are they doing? What are they wearing? And I'll like, I'll literally recite what's going on in a dream. And then I'll be like, hold on a minute. And I'll home back in. What are they saying? What's the message? What is really like? I don't know what I that is. Is that have, lucid dreaming? I, I no have idea. never. Is that heard crazy? Of the, Do I? I, I have never heard of that before. But you know what? <laughs> if someone's listening to this podcast right now, and you've had that kind of dream, oh, let where me you're know. Talking, can you just like tag us or something? And <laughs> Otherwise, let I'd explain. I need to get some antipsychotics or something. Yeah, that's um, that's a whole different level, right? And also, I can stop a dream. Wake up, go to the bathroom, get something to eat, get a drink of water, go back to sleep and pick up the dream where I left it. I'm not joking. Wow. I'm not joking. I don't think that's ever happened to me because you know when you're having like a good sex dream and then you get woken up and then you're like, come on, go back to that. Go back. Go back to Richard. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, look, look, no, there's no Richard. No Richard. (laughs) That's never happened. But yeah. yeah. No, that's really interesting. You know what else is funny? I find that when I wake up in the middle of the night from a dream, I'm always waking up around 3 a.m. 3 a.m. That's always the time. I really associate times with, you know how our body has a circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. and certain organs rest during certain times. They Uh say that your optimal sleep should be between 10 and 3 a.m. So you've captured the essential time to be asleep. So it's really interesting, 3 a.m. Some people... Put it down to liver, liver function. Oh. So there's always our body is such such an interesting thing that it has these ways of telling us certain things. Oh. So yeah, maybe grab some liver tonic at three a.m. No, and then go back to my dream. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. Yeah, you'd have to um, look further into that one. I think. Yeah. Okay. You know, some theories like they talk about reoccurring dreams, right? Mm. That they're there because if you've got reoccurring dreams, it means that there's like unresolved or conflicts in your life that's going on. And then these dreams pop up and they come up often. Maybe they're every night, maybe they're once a week, but they're dreams that you vividly remember and they'll come back and they'll loop and you'll repeat the exact same dream. Have you ever experienced that before? Have you ever experienced that before? Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, this is an interesting one. One dream in particular I have a reoccurring dream that I've had since I was a kid and it's about I'm chewing, chewing gum and the gum gets stuck in the back of my throat. And at that point, I'm trying to bring it up, right? So I've got my hands down my throat trying to pull out chewing gum, but I can never get to the bottom of it. It's just constantly gagging and trying to pull out chewing gum that's still stuck to the back of my throat constantly, constantly. Anyway, it's like it's probably like a minute dream. Sounds horrific. It's terrible, right? Anyway, as I got older, I told my mum about it. I was like, look, I've had this dream since a kid. I don't know what it means. Anyway, mum turns around and she's like, I have that same reoccurring dream. Oh, wow. I was like, what? Maybe like, she had it while chewing you gum? She's like, yeah, with the chewing gum. Maybe she had it while she was pregnant with you and it's been passed on subconsciously. Could you imagine? Well, imagine if that was a that. thing. Yeah. But you know what I've actually 
now put that dream down to I only ever have that dream when there's something going on in life that I'm not speaking up about. Up, yeah, yeah. Because your th- throat is a symbol of, yeah, speaking, yeah. are you holding anything back? Because yes, I yeah. started to go back and think, okay, the night that I, well, you know, the morning that I wake up from one of those reoccurring dreams of the chewing gum, I think, what happened the day before? Was there an mm. incident that happened? Was there someone that I spoke to where I felt I was, no, I'm not going to say that to them. I'm, yeah. I'll just keep that within. Was there a moment like that? Tick, tick. There always was. And then I started to put two and two together and go, ah, so the chewing gum back of the throat, trying to pull it out. is like, I've got something to say, say. but it's not coming out. Yeah. And it's almost like the the symbolism in the dream is Absolutely. like, get it out. Otherwise it's going to kill you from the inside. Yeah. 100%. You know? 100%. Yeah. I definitely do have, well, had a reoccurring dream. Mm-hmm. And it was right after I said yes to a marriage proposal. Okay. So for a whole year leading up to that wedding, because as you know, I called it off six weeks before. Yeah, that's right. Mm. We spoke about that a little bit in one of our other apps. Yeah, so straight away from saying yes, that very week I start having dreams that it's my wedding day. Mm -hmm. Not just is it my wedding day, I am crying. Mm. So I'm talking every night for a freaking year. Mm -hmm. I was dreaming that it was my wedding day and I was crying. Mm. The day I broke it off, in real time, Mm. that night I slept like a baby. Yeah. Didn't have that dream again. So I definitely believe that dreams and reoccurring dreams are a message of some kind. Like that was definitely like you don't want to do this. You, If you do this, you will be crying on your wedding day. Yeah, it's like a projection. Of, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But to have it every single night was crazy. Yeah. You know, and some nights he would come up to me and say, oh, look, it's going to be fine. And that was just kind of his attitude in, in real time as well. Wait, what do you mean? He So in the dream, mm. so on in the wedding – on the wedding day, I'm in my dress and whatnot, and he would see me crying and he'd go, it's going to be fine. We're oh, going to be fine. Right, okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. some some nights he would actually come and say something. But, yeah, that's wow. that's definitely a reoccurring dream that I that I had. Otherwise, are there any others that you've had since a kid? Yeah, I have. There, There's one in particular where there's a house in my old neighbourhood that – and I don't have no idea what this means if I'm going to buy that house one day or something. It's me in the house, but the house looks completely – in some dreams it'll be modern. In some dreams I've turned it into a shop. Mm-hmm. In some dreams I've turned it into an apartment. It's me walking through this house, but I know exactly where it is. It's on a corner street in my old neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. And whenever I drive past it, I always wait to see if there's a for sale sign there because I'm waiting for the day that there is a for sale sign where I might be able to have a look at it see what it looks like on the inside see what price they want for it if I want to buy you know what I mean I'm like there's just who lives there like why is this house important oh my god okay so like slightly off of dream topic that reminds me so as a kid I Okay, let's fast forward to as an adult. So there's a house in my suburbs that <laughs> are, thing. there's always something, right? There's a thing, yeah. There's a house in my suburbs that I swear I've been inside of. I know what the inside of that house looks like. It's a double story, beautiful home. I know exactly what it looks like. Wow. I know it's got a balcony with a bedroom. I can I can visualize the furniture in there, everything. Like I've been in that house, right? Yes. Up until the age of like 
16, I believed that I used to have a friend that lived there. Like I believed that my yaya, which is grandma, she was a cleaner, right? And I would go with her um, when I wasn't at work or when I was too young to go to um, school. Uh, sorry, when I wasn't at school or too young to be at school, I'd go with her on her cleaning jobs and we would – I'd be told, sit in the corner while I clean the house and mm-hmm. play your games and then, right? Anyway, so I thought that that was a house that she cleaned mm-hmm. all my life, okay? Mm-hmm. I get to the age of 16 and – I said to mum one day we were driving past the house, I was like, oh, I don't remember who lived there, but I remember going there when Yaya would clean houses, you know. And mum's like, she never cleaned that house. I was like, yes, yeah, she did. She's like, no, that's not – because my mum knew where my Yaya was all the time, right? And she knew yeah. that she only cleaned people's houses that we knew of. It was like family, friends, like people that were close to us that she'd help out and clean, right? And she goes, no, that's not a – that's we don't know who lives there. Anyway, I, t- I picked my Yaya up and I drove her to that house, parked at the front, and I said, Yaya, did you used to clean here? She said, no, I don't, I don't even know this street. Like, no, I've never been here. Mm. So then it just sent me on this like tripped out journey of how do I know everything about the inside of that house? If I've never been in there, house. I would ask friends. I would ask anyone who would drive down that street with me. I'd be like, do you know who, do you know who lives there? Because wow. I need to find out because I've been there, but apparently. Past life, astral projection. What, what do you like think that how? is? Yeah. Astral projection. Oh, yeah. That's a whole thing, isn't it? Okay. All right. So. Astral projection. Okay, so this is a topic that's, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it's like the dark side of dreaming. First up, should we tell people what it is? I think so. Go into it. So essentially astral projection is, and do you know this? It's it's an out-of-body experience. While you're asleep. While you're asleep. Yeah. Right. So you go to sleep and essentially you come out of your body. Now, most people experience this Mm. before death. Like before they go to the light. Really? Um, yes. But a lot of children are able to do it unaware. So it can be done intentionally or unintentionally. Okay. So once again, when you talk about creative minds and that, what, what are kids most susceptible to? They're so open. Their minds are so open yes. as kids. So that's why they find it's most common in children that children are able to do it. And then once we get older, you know, we, we get start. we keep drinking our fluoride water. <laughs> We get stuck in our lives and work. We get on the mouse wheel and, yeah, exactly. So astral projection is an out-of-body experience where you are able to actually – some people say that they come out and see their body, their vessel, still just sleeping there while they end up going and taking a walk down the street. Some people say that entities can be in your house or around where you navigate to. Mm -hmm. But they can be from other realms as well, other dimensions, other parallels. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's a really interesting topic because some people believe that it can be highly beneficial, that they used to do it in ancient times and then civilization changed and we became more subdued, you could say. Yeah. And, and it was used, you know, before wars to create, I don't want to say before, but like when kings and things like that needed strategic movements in their day life so they would they would access this part of dreaming to figure out next moves go and have a look at what the other side are doing yeah things like that yes crazy crazy stuff it's a whole other thing that you can look into and I remember looking into it but thinking oh this is a little bit scary kind of like you know the movie ghost right Mm mm-hmm when Patrick Swayze is, and if, spoiler alert, if no one's seen Ghosts, but 
You should have. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> if you haven't. You haven't, have you, Kat? I really haven't. Oh, wow. I am not a movie person. So essentially him and his girlfriend <laughs> are coming back from the theatre mm-hmm. and he gets shot. They go to get marked. Someone tries to mug them and he gets shot. Mm-hmm. And then the next part of the scene is you see him running after the guy that's come and mugged them. And then he comes back to his girlfriend and sees himself laying there bleeding while she's crying over him, Demi Moore. Right. Like, yeah. Amazing scene, very emotional. But essentially that's like an out-of-body experience, right? Okay. He's come out and then he can see what is happening but no one else can actually see him. He's a ghost at this point. Okay. But that's – he's dead at that point. But that's essentially what they say. But he was stuck between between realities, you know? Okay. You know, he wasn't alive but he wasn't dead. He hasn't passed through to the other side. He was in this – so they say you can access that while dreaming. This okay. particular. So it's, it's essentially like a bird's eye view of yourself. So mm. you can see and feel yourself leaving your body, like your physical being. I don't know if you can feel yourself. I've got no idea. I've never done oh. it. But mm. they, you can, uh, yeah. Just get your, up and leave. Your physical body's there. Your mental body is there. Wow. This is another, it's almost like your aura has picked up and walked away from the situation. I just look at it like, would I get lost? Like, would I go for a swim and then not make my way back to my body? Because I've seen, I've seen movies like where this happens. One of them is Insidious and Mm -hmm. I apologize if no one likes horror movies. Actually, I don't apologize, but (laughs) you know, what happens is this little boy, he doesn't wake up and then the parents get someone to come and figure out what's wrong with him. And she says he has gone to the – he's stuck. Right now he's stuck because he's he didn't know he could astro-project and he's done that and now he's stuck in this in this in-between world and can't make his way back to his vessel, to his body. Wow. So that's why I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. But then there's part of me that's like people say it's really incredible that you can do amazing things with it. But, yeah. I wonder if daydreaming is any – similarities to astral projection but during the day and what I mean by that is you know because you can be talking with someone or in the room and all of a sudden your mind just goes somewhere else and you start to see different things and you're thinking about something different like I wonder if that has any connection to leaving your body and going you know what I'm trying to say I do I wonder it makes it makes me think because growing up I always had teachers saying to me Cassandra clap clap they would clap their hands you're daydreaming again And I always, my daydreaming is me staring off into one point and completely leaving. You know, when people talk to you and they're like, Cass, Cass. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just, your mind is focused on one point. You're not there. And then you have to be snapped back. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting thought actually, Cass. I wonder. I wonder, is daydreaming is, yeah. Like, does everyone daydream? Like, do we all do it? Yeah. And are there diff- different levels to daydreaming? I don't know. Does it become then like a meditation? Like, do, mm. are you under like a hypnosis? I feel like it is almost a hypnosis. Considering when I do it, I can't even move my eyes. Like, I can't. It's paralysis. Yes. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that too. And that's um, very interesting. Isn't it? There's a Portuguese poet by the name of Fernando Pessoa. He had this really profound quote about dreams and he said, to kill our dream life would be to kill ourselves, to mutilate our soul. Dreaming is the one thing we have that's really ours, invulnerably and inalterably ours. And that makes me wonder about dreams potentially being like the door to our inner world, mm. you know, truly holding like special meaning to like your inner self and deeper self. And have you ever had a dream that makes like no sense to someone else, but 
in your dream, you completely understand what the message was and the meaning was, and then you try and recite it. People are like, this means nothing to me. Like, yeah. I don't even understand where you're going with this. But you're like, no, there's so much symbolism here. Has that ever Absol- happened to you? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, I I dream often. You know how some people say, oh, I don't dream. It's like, mm-hmm. really? I'm like, that's that's no fun. That's <laughs> My, How boring! I, I literally look forward to going. Mm, I wonder what I'm going to. I wonder what messages will be given to me tonight. Like, yeah. what am I going to? Um, but I feel like definitely some people misinterpret things, and I I believe that those ones are best kept to ourselves. Then, if they don't if they don't make sense in explanation, it's probably better off keeping it to yourself. I would say <laughs> it's like Stevie Nicks in our Fleetwood Mac. You know that song "Dreams," where she's yeah. like, "I keep my visions to." My so, oh yeah, yeah they, yes. That's, that's why she says that. Yeah, Otherwise, there you I'll go. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Can you imagine? Everyone's just like, I come to work and I'm like, guys, I had another dream, and this happened, and they're like, can someone get this chick out of her own studio and away from us? But oh I'm, I'm luckily, luckily, like my team, a few of the girls are really into dreams, so yeah. And they're used to you by now, We decipher it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you know what's really interesting is when you go up to someone and you're telling them, oh, I had this dream and this dream. I remember saying to a specific person, I had a dream about snakes and then months down the track realised that they were the snake. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I had said it to them. I had a dream about snakes. I don't know what what it meant and this happened and this person was there and then I was like, and you were there. And then months later I'm like, something happens. And I'm like, oh, they were the snake. Oh, they were the snake. They were the snake in the dream. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So and you were talking to them about about them. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can you imagine they knew? They're like, oh my gosh, she's dreaming about me. So you know something that I've found really therapeutic mm-hmm. and really interesting is dream journaling. Yeah. So where I've like written down dreams that I've had, like as soon as I wake up before I forget them, I put them down on paper. And there was a period of time where I was doing that a couple of years ago now. And I remember one particular dream that I wrote down and um, it was around like Luke was having a conversation with a friend of his. And I can't picture the friend. I couldn't even tell you who the friend was. I just know they were having this chat. I can't remember what they were talking about, but I was there in the dream next to Luke standing there listening to this chat. Anyway. As his friend's gone to leave, he said goodbye to Luke. He says goodbye to me. He walks away and then he turns around, looks me dead in the eyes and goes, by the way, you're having a girl. And I was like, I woke up from that dream very like, what do you mean I'm having a girl? Like I know I'm not pregnant. Anyway, started to look at the last few weeks leading up to that dream and I had been thinking about wanting to have a baby, Mm. right? And I've always had this feeling that I'd I'd have boys. If I was to have kids, I'd have boys. I don't know why. Mm. I've just always had this feeling, right? So when this dream happened and he turned around to me and he said, like, by the way, like you're, you're having a girl, I was like a bit shook because mm. I was like, wow, this goes against like everything, like my whole intuition. Like I'm having boys. I'm not having mm. girls. Anyway, fast forward to when I felt pregnant, found out that it was a girl. The minute I found out it was a girl, like on that piece of paper, female, I thought straight back to that dream that I had years prior. It was just really, I don't know, it was it was just strange. Anyway, I came, when I was like looking at my library of books and stuff, I came across my dream book and that's what made me think to bring it up today because I was like, wow, how interesting. I, I remember that dream even without writing it down. But the yeah. detail in the book was, was really, really interesting. Mm. Have you ever done any dream for, journaling? Oh, yeah. I've been writing my dream dreams down for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really interesting that 
I went to write down this Richard Gear dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, this was vivid, so I need to write this down. Mm-hmm. But I flicked back to 2020, uh, 2019 or something like that, and I had a dream about a specific person. Mm-hmm. And then that specific person uh, in the dream said, said something, we, we weren't going to, you know, no longer be friends. And Oh, look, I'll just say it was an ex, okay, without beating Far around the bush. Out. Just, just lead like, with I, that, okay? How do I beat around the bush? <laughs> anyway, so in this specific dream, mm-hmm. it was basically like almost like a breakup dream. Yeah. And he, uh, in the dream he said, I've got three years left here. And, oh. and funny enough, I looked at the date of that. And mm. he came back three years late. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, so it was bizarre. But I absolutely always write down my dreams because then you go back and you see connections that you didn't see at the time. So yeah. I think dream journaling is so important because then your dreams become more prominent and more vivid and you're able to make those connections with them and look back and see things that have happened in your real life versus messages and symbolism that have occurred in your dreams. Mm. Now, my best friend for my birthday gave me a dream journal. Oh, that's nice. And yeah, and it's super, super cute. It's beautiful. And I'm going to make sure that I start writing in this one now because I think I've run out of room in my other little one. And it's perfect. It gives little cute facts about dreaming Mm -hmm. and different things about dreaming and like little did you know facts. Like here's one. Mm -hmm. Did you know most of your muscles become paralyzed during REM sleep to prevent you from acting out your dreams? This is called sleep paralysis. Yeah, right. If you suddenly wake up during this period, not only are you temporarily paralyzed, you might experience unpleasant auditory or visual hallucinations, often of someone, something, pressing down on your chest and restraining you. Wow. This is the way your brain tries to make sense of your temporary temporary paralysis. Wow. I've heard of people having that Mm -hmm. and, you know, the closest I think I've come to sleep paralysis is waking up from a scary dream and just not being able to move for a good 30 seconds and like my body literally frozen okay. so that's probably the closest I've but you didn't experience like the pressing that. down on your no, chest or anything like no, that no no it was just more a fear shock kind of thing so right. yeah yeah right I know there's so much in dreams we could talk about so much like I know. sleepwalking. What and- about when you said that um I remember you telling me ages ago that you had a dream and you woke up and there was this like ringing in your ear or something. Oh, what was that, that about? That was okay so I was how old was I? I was probably about 12 13. Mm-hmm. And this piercing scream happened in my left ear right mm-hmm. as I was sleeping. So much so that it woke me out of my sleep. And I remember instinctively looking over the side of my bed, looking under my bed, prepared to find someone there that had literally like some kind of entity that had just screamed in my ear. Mm. There was obviously nothing on my under my bed, near mm-hmm. my bed. Mm-hmm. But then my ear was ringing the entire day, so much so that that night – when it came time to going to bed, I said to my mum, I don't want to go to sleep. And she's like, why? And I go, well, this morning before mm. I wake up, I had something screamed or was really piercing in my ear. And now I'm worried that's going to happen because my ear is hurting. It didn't happen again, but it was very, very strange. Wow. So so that was like, it's almost like 
was that in reality or was that in my dream? Because yeah. the pain was still there. Yeah. Or do we feel – is our sensory still not shut off in dreams? Like we can still – I don't know. If you get – if you trip over a log in your dream, is your leg going to hurt in your waking life? Well, no. Normally we'd say, no, that's not going to happen. So why was this carried through to my day? I've heard about people dreaming like quite violent dreams where they're getting injured, right? And they wake up with marks in the spot that they were getting hit or things thrown at them. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, wow. That's nuts. To me, and, you know, what I've heard of things like that, it's like does something actually happen while you're sleeping for you? you it's like sounds. They say that if you hear a noise you're, while you're dreaming, while you're sleeping, mm. your subconscious tries to make sense of it and incorporates it into your sleep. E.g., when alarms go off and mm-hmm. then you start dancing, <laughs> you know that TikTok where you're dancing in your sleep because your alarm has been going off for 20 minutes, it incorporates it into your dreaming. So then with your mm. ear ringing situation, yeah. do you think someone screamed like in the house it and then that entered your dream and then it no. became, do you know what I mean? Maybe it was that scenario. I see what you're saying but it was too painful like it was right in my ear yeah okay for it to be that but I see where you're going with that absolutely Mm. and imagine like one of your brothers just came into your room while you were asleep and just literally screamed (laughs) (laughs) and then ran out (laughs) I wouldn't surprise me if he did to be honest like he planted some kind of like device um but yeah so dreaming so interesting so interesting and what about sleepwalking have you ever I've never ever had that experience so I have one little story about sleepwalking and it's kind of embarrassing oh say it um so again I was probably about 12 13 and so I'm I'm literally having dinner or or we were preparing dinner we were in the kitchen me and mum and I said something and she goes do you remember what you did last night oh no (laughs) and I go I literally looked at her stunned. I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, do you remember last night before you went to bed? I'm like, ma, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, well, so I would fall asleep on the couch and then they would say, Cassandra, time to get up, go to the loo and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I said, <laughs> so apparently the night before they'd gone, Cassandra, time to get up, go to the loo and go to bed. So I said, okay. I got up. I walked over to the kitchen. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I opened the cabinet where, like, the bin comes out. Okay. And I pulled down my pants. <laughs> and my parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And I have zero recollection of this. Wow. Zero. So my mum and dad were both there when I <laughs> <laughs> When you tried to pee in the bin. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, oh, how far did I get? Like, and apparently they said, no, 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 Cassandra, what are you doing? Cut, like, but come you up, still didn't wake up at no, that point? No, 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 because I only knew the following day when mum said to wow. me, Cassandra, do you remember what you did? And I was like, that didn't happen. That, And then it puts this little bit of fear into, like, what else am I capable of if I don't remember that? Have mm. I done this before when someone hasn't been there around to tell me that I'd done it? 
You know mm. what I mean? And it's kind of like those scary situations where people do sleepwalk and, you know, you know how to unlock the door to the front of your house. So what happens if you sleepwalk and walk out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so much crazy stuff when it comes Maybe to – Maybe that's like astral projection gone wrong. Wrong. Where you, <laughs> you haven't actually left your body. You take it with you. <laughs> that is so funny. So you're still in this plane. You're still in like yes. this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got – yeah. It's like you miss like basic like 101 of astral projection where you actually have yeah. to leave your body. You're like, nah, it's coming with me. We're, we're going to the bin in the kitchen. <laughs> love that story. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's my – how about you? Have you ever sleep, slept walk? No, never. Yeah. Never. So you're I'm, I'm not I'm not keen. Like that's yeah, not something that I want to no. do. <laughs> I know. You know, and I didn't think I was a sleep talker either, but growing up, my like my older brother would say he'd get home from like going out because he was obviously older and he would hear me talking in my sleep. Yeah, right. And I was like fascinated. I was like, what was I what saying? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, wait, what did I say? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, no, really, really interesting. You know, speaking of deciphering dreams, like how about when, have you ever gone to bed, asked yourself a question that you want an answer to and hope to find the answers in a dream? Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If there's going to be one takeaway from this episode that everyone should go and try, it's that. Ask Mm -hmm. yourself a question before you, essentially when you're laying down in bed tonight, everyone do it tonight, Mm -hmm. close your eyes, think about something you want solved in your life. Yeah. It can be anything, like the door handle, you know, your front door handle or something Mm -hmm. like that needs to be prepared. Fixed, something at work, if you're not getting along with a colleague. Either, uh, like, ask the question, how can I resolve this issue? Show me in my dreams. And then see how you wake up the next morning and see if you have clarity. Because no doubt, before midday, the next day, something's going to happen that will show you how to resolve that issue. Or the issue is going to be resolved. Yeah, right. I tend to do this a lot, actually. Okay, Mm. but what if in your dream it's violence? It's probably... (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) What? What if the solvable way is, like, to hit them? No. Can you imagine? It's like don't do that at work. No, <laughs> please don't. Can you imagine? So I got rid of them in my. I dream. got rid of them completely. Well, how? Oh, They're in my freezer. Feet. <laughs> uh, I'd be like walking away from that person. I listen to the Seduce podcast. They they told me to follow my dreams. No, but truly, ask the question and then see how you wake up feeling the next morning. Yeah, yeah. that that is a good one. Have because, you ever done that? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. Okay. All the time. Or sometimes it's not even a question. Sometimes it's like I want to dream about a specific person, mm. you know, so or, you know, it, it's not even sometimes they're not even people that are still here, sometimes people that have passed on. And I'll be like oh, I'll be okay. thinking about them throughout the day and then I'll go to bed like, you know, bring me, bring the them Richard to me Gere? in a way. Richard Gear, Richard Gear, never, <laughs> never. He, um, wow, he's not even at the bottom of the list. Like he's just not on my list. <laughs> I, dude, he's not on any of my lists. I don't know why he was there, but what's important is the name, the power in the name. There's got to be a meaning there. Yeah, there has to be, right? There has to be. Yeah, we'll decipher this. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, if anyone's listening and wants to let us know what they think my dream meant, mm-hmm. I'd be very keen to hear it. Yeah, but I also want to hear about other people's dreams. Like, what are you guys dreaming about? Like, if you've got a reoccurring dream, like, can you please, like, let me know what it is? Because I'm so intrigued with that. I love interpreting dreams and, like, trying to figure out why this is happening and why that's happening. But 
I just find them so fascinating. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And then for those that don't dream, like use Cass's tip. Ask yourself a question or something that you want to solve or something that, you know, you might want to see someone in your dream. Like set the intention before bed and see if you start dreaming. And then if that you do have some kind of dream that's reoccurring or you feel is some kind of message, Mm. I would likely act on it like I did with this wedding day dream. Yeah. I called it off and then I slept well (laughs) moving forward. It was almost like my body's way of going, hey, hey, you're not listening in waking life. We need to do like we're going to enter your dreams. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. You're not doing about it, anything about it in your day to day life. Yeah, you haven't not, broken up with him. You haven't called anything. it off. Yep. Yeah. Now we're going to enter your dreams. Mm. Like we're going to enter that subconscious mind and give you vivid pictures of a potential outcome. Mm. And that outcome didn't look good. I don't want to be crying on my wedding day. But it, it took you. It took you a whole year. A whole year to, to really go. Okay, I need to put an end to this. It took a whole year. Wow. Yeah. And it was still hard, but I did it and it was mm. the best decision I ever made. Yeah, that's really cool. Messages in dreams. Hey? Mm, absolutely. Mm, it's been a good chat today. It has. It has. I love talking about this stuff. You know me. Oh, like, me too. I had this dream last night. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's probably one of those episodes where people are like, really? I have to hear about another cast dream about Richard Gere and this and that. But you know what? The symbolism is huge. And yeah. the symbolism and messages are huge to you. Like you're dreaming about this for a reason. Mm. So there's definitely like I'm, I'm definitely a f- like a Sigmund Freud believer in all of this. Like it is about yeah. there's something going on in the subconscious there. There's messages that you need to feel and understand. And, and sometimes in, in the real world when we're awake, we just put all that to the side yeah. and we're not, we're not really being true to ourselves. You know, so sometimes those messages have to come up in our dreams because there's no other outlet because yeah. you push them away. Yeah. You know, so. Um, 100%. Yeah, really cool. But any feedback on your dreams, we'd love to hear. Yeah, we'd absolutely. Holla. But, th- <laughs> but thank you, Cass. We'll chat again next time. Thank you, Cass. Ciao.